da 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 You sound insane. Do you realize that? Oh, yeah. The whole world got crazy. Seriously? It's showtime. What's one of the most anticipated sequels that we have discussed on the Mad About Movies podcast? At least that I can remember. And um, it's probably the most emotional that I've been in the theater in quite some time. Yeah, that's right. We're talking about a dog's purpose tonight. It's all dog's journey, dog's purpose, the dog's way home. Um, the the um, Marley and me. Let's get it all out there. The dog and John Wick. Universe. John Wick fits yeah, oddly say. into this conversation perfectly. We want to Just, talk about a giant dog. One of my favorite bands. Ah, oh, man. <laughs> So disappointing. Really wish that had just been a cool dog. But so Brian, Kent, and I and others went to a uh, uh, and Kent's girlfriend, who we all thought was mythical, but it turns out she exists. And uh, no, <laughs> um, no, we all went to a. <laughs> I'm kidding. We all went to a concert with Tobin. And those of you who know who listen to the VIP, the NBA shows, Tobin does those with Brian and sometimes me. And we all went to a Jack White concert last year, about this time last year, and. And uh, there was a band called A Giant Dog, which we never heard about. And Brian had the great bit of, what if it's just a big dog that they bring out and you get to ask questions about the dog and maybe pet the dog? And we were all really excited. And then it was like a terrible band that no one enjoyed that yelled just at us the whole time. awful opener. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, just a dog. Yeah. And Brian was like, what if you're like, what does the dog eat? They're like, just <laughs> big bowls of dog food. And then the whole crowd is like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was probably better than the band. Uh, yeah, oh, no question. Better. No Sorry. question. Sorry, Giant Dog. One, one, one thing to suck as an opener, that's fine. I mean, not suck, but like not be up to the headliners right. thing. That's fine. But then they like yell at us the whole time. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah. What are we doing here? Yeah. Like, We're not here to see you. We're here to see this cool dog. Where's the. Yeah, we all thought it was a cool dog, <laughs> and you're really blowing it. I don't even like Jack White. I was only there for the dog. <laughs> I, thought, I saw like, a giant I, dog I, was playing. I am, yeah, I am. I am pissed. This is false advertisement. Clearly, yeah. you advertise a giant dog being on stage. There is not. Don't see that happening. I would definitely um, go pay to see a giant dog within like I don't know five miles of my house. Yeah. Like I would go. Yeah, if it's yeah. reasonable. Um. Yeah. Well, shout out to those VIPs that Richard mentioned, and um, I want to tease yeah. to them Good. that uh, later on. Uh, tonight, today, uh, we're doing our AMA. So if you're a VIP, look for that to drop, um, tomorrow, uh, this Wednesday of this week, uh, the AMA, uh, which you submitted questions to a lot of questions came in this time. We're really excited to answer those exclusively for those VIPs over at madaboutmoviespodcast.com slash VIP. And we do that, uh, after the show every week. It's a good time. It's a good after party. Um, and I want to tease also say thank you to some of the people who have already submitted their questions and comments, but uh, next week, for our Aladdin episode, we're debuting the Ask the Mam Fam voicemail segment, and oh, um, it's going nice. to be good. So, if you, got one, if you want to chime on, uh, sound off or chime in can on... Can I uh, call in? You can call in, Richard. And if right, you're gonna make, cool. You might not make the cut, because I'm, I'm, wow, I'm cutting bro. it down to like the top questions. We can't, can't, do, uh, can't do everything, so you got to make the cut. Hey, you could make My the cut. My question is, I'll just tease it, Kent, what is your mic check routine? Mike, it's, that's for the VIP <laughs> feed only. That's oh, okay. VIP Sorry. feed. Well, the I'll extra, extra VIP feed. Yeah, the yeah. late night. Late it's $600 night. a month, <laughs> but you it can is. hear it. 
Right. It's inclusive. Minimum um, of 12 months. So that's a good time. And uh, <laughs> so the way to do that, way to get involved in Ask, ask uh, the Mam Fam, and, uh, which we ask uh, for your comments and, and, uh, and questions, that is uh, you call uh, on your phone. Uh, wow. And, I'm already out. Yeah, you Gross. call on your phone. And you call uh, the number 214-308-1308 is the number. 214-308-1308. You leave us a voicemail, and uh, I'm going to go through those and play those back on the show and it's a good way to get uh, you, the Mam Fam, involved. So, anything you want to ask us? Any comments on a recent movie? Uh, maybe Aladdin, since it's the Aladdin episode. If you see it this weekend and want to, uh, if you're driving home and want to give us your quick thoughts on that, do that. Two one four three zero eight thirteen zero eight, and uh, we'll debut that next week. So, I'm excited, very excited about that. Thirteen zero eight, the ticket. Um. Okay. So, I think we should. Tease a little John Wick talk. It's going to be good. We'll wrap up maybe the John Wick trilogy, but uh, what we thought was wrapping up the John Wick trilogy this past weekend. <laughs> and um, that's not the case for sure. John Wick won the weekend and uh, knocked Avengers off in week four, I believe, of Avengers. And uh, so good, good on them to, uh, to finally get that done. And we'll see what it does uh, in the second week. But uh, I think we should tease John Wick by uh, maybe talking a little movie news, rumors, rumblings, guys. Yeah. Ooh. Oh. Movie news. Yes. Rumors and rumblings. That's awesome. Let the filibustering begin. Okay, so I teased that John Wick did win the weekend. And uh, does that surprise anybody? The amount of money that it made? I know uh, we're talking... Uh, our review a little bit later, but uh, does it surprise you, Brian, that it uh, that it had the the outing that it did? It's a little higher than I thought. Not yeah. not too much. Second movie I think made thirty four something like that. So this was fifty seven. So it's higher. I we mm-hmm. I expected it would be higher. I thought somewhere between you know maybe forty five to fifty something like that. So it, yeah, it, it did a little better. That's that's uh, quite the haul for. A movie, the first one I think made eighteen or something like that opening weekend. So yeah, it's, uh, it's it's quite an improvement for sure. Absolutely, and uh, to the credit of the John Wick franchise, they've definitely built it uh, the word of mouth and the positive buzz with uh, each, mm-hmm. each each and every movie. They've played really well on television, on streaming, and uh, they have a, a great rewatchability factor so um those are good when you're trying to build sequels and build uh universes that uh you want you want movies that people will come back to multiple times and john wick has definitely been a uh a fan servicey really a cult uh classic feel kind of uh action movie and um it's been fun to fun to experience and i'm excited to talk it in depth mm-hmm. a little bit later but uh another box office news just really quick avengers endgame is at 2.6 right now uh, billion, so it's less than 100 million away from the record. So the countdown clock has got to be somewhere in <laughs> the office of Marvel, you know, for that to happen. They got a live ticker like the like the Social Network movie, you know, where they got the the, <laughs> the friends ticker on there, and they only hit the billion friends or million friends or whatever it was. Um, mm-hmm. So that's that's absolutely incredible. And um, in other sad box office news, um, sad to report that Hellboy is now out of theaters. Oh, my um, gosh. 
after five weeks, a five week run, a strong run, and with a Almost with the a end strong of David Harbour's movie star career. That's what it is. <laughs> with a strong twenty one million dollar bow at the box office, and, uh, and it's, no, it's no more, and no overseas either. Like it hasn't been released overseas at all. That's why I don't know because it costs money too. Probably. I mean, it's a it's it's a it's one of the three worst movies I've ever seen in my life. But surely there's a weird like German audience for that movie. I don't I don't understand why you wouldn't at least put it out overseas. Just try to get something back. I would I would sell it to streaming as fast as I could and oh my gosh and try and at least sell the rights and get rights money back for, Stranger for it. Things, if anybody buys Hellboy. it. <laughs> right. Just market yeah. it as a weird. I thought it was a little reality. bit. I wasn't on the episode uh for for Hellboy. Thank goodness actually. It was yeah, I, well, you're I both very lucky. Had that God. choice before knowing what that it was, was going to be. I'm actually regret that, that. I wanted to be on there. Just but. Brian and Ron Perlman on that one, and it was not. <laughs> this is not kind. Good. Yeah, yeah, it explicit. Was yeah, a lot of gloating, a lot of gloating on the old. <laughs> it was a little confusing that it was just called Hellboy again, too. I didn't understand that. It's like they were so the, confident. It's like we'll just call this one Hellboy. Yeah, we're good. A, you know, that's about the four hundredth most confusing thing about that movie. Just <laughs> heads up. That's only, that's number four hundred or one yeah, of the four hundred. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, in well, the list of confusions. Yeah. Oh right, wow. Right. I, mean, I need to see this. So bad, man. It's it's it really might be one that I want you guys to see just so we can talk about. Boy, what what are we doing here? Well, but, you're probably gonna. Boy. You guys are gonna have a chance to. To choose whatever I need to see, probably <laughs> come a few months Maybe. from now. So Maybe we'll see. Yeah. It d- does seem like a two man race in our in our movie draft. You've got me. I think last. my movies will be better. I okay. was looking at them today. I think my movies will be better, mm-hmm. but I think yours will outgrow okay. to a point where better doesn't matter. Sure, sure. Because I was looking at mine, I was like, "Oh, I want to see all these." And then I looked at yours, I was like, "I don't want to see any of these." What else is going to want to see them? <laughs> it was that thing. Yeah. And I was like, "Oh, yeah. great, crap." Yeah. yeah, Brian meets me. So, Ken, if you're not familiar what we're talking about, we did a for the last couple of years, we've done a summer movie draft. Come uh, like middle of May, usually I think something mm-hmm. like that. This year, we did a full year draft, yep. um, and you can go back and look at that episode we did mid February, and we each chose I think eight movies, and it's. Box office minus Ken, budget, and then Ken going with the 2016 score. Cavs strategy of like, yeah, my team's. I mean, my team's adequate, but I have LeBron, so right, deal right, with it. Yeah. And with Avengers, Avengers so just cranking. So that'll be on yeah. the website. If not this week, then next week too. I'm gonna put. I'm gonna put up a tab on our. Oh, live ticker. Oh, yeah, it'll a do some some kind of tracking up there. You, so you, you need can, to get it, get some. Uh, member of the Mam Fam who can code to sync it up oh, with Box yeah. Office Mojo. Oh, yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, that'd be cool. Alive, get us, alive get at feed. us if you can do that. If you can make that happen yeah. voluntarily, um, that'd be cool. Of course, sure. we can't pay you anything. Sadly, <laughs> um, we are in massive debt as a show. This show yeah. is <laughs> exactly yeah. We're we're barely this hanging is, on. We're barely paying for the connection Tesla's to keep this had, show on. Right? You now. think Tesla's had a bad month? Oh my gosh! Like, <laughs> yeah. exactly. A bathhouse was. A terrible choice, really. Just, but it was an honest have, mistake. Again, who who could have known? Who could have known? A lot of cleaning fees. <laughs> yeah, the bath. Yeah, that's what they don't talk about. You, you know, with the VIP bathhouse. When we were looking at, because all, of, I mean, obviously, I mean, this should be implied, but all of us subscribe to a bathhouse monthly, mm-hmm. and it just Lots seemed like such a great lifestyle, right? <laughs> and then all of a sudden, apparently, it's dated, and yeah. of the, it's a thousand years dated. Mm. 
and that's what's tough. But a lot of good times in that steamer, in that Russian steamer, <laughs> that where Igor comes in and canes us with that weird eucalyptus plant. <laughs> Russian steam room. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, they have one of those by me. Uh, the Russian Vanya or Vanya? Vanya. Oh, really? Uncle yeah. Vanya is a play. I've always been at the Vanya, Korean spa. I could be wrong. I got a lot of those around me, too. I live in K-Town, but uh, just a little bit north of here, I drive by it on my way to work. This is up, Asian up spa you. chat here on <laughs> Well, Mad you're about, Asia. Mad it depends on how spa. you classify Russia. Mad about day spas. Um, but there's a Russian one, and apparently, it's uh, gets a little, shockingly, it gets a little rough in there. Oh, the, uh, that surprises me. That, 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 that is, that's shocking. <laughs> the Russians are normally so chill, but uh, yeah, but apparently there's good food at the end. Oh, that's... Uh, so you, you always expect a happy ending at those places. So, <laughs> Ayo. A tale is old. going to leave time. that there. Okay. Um, forecasting a little bit uh, this weekend. I teased Aladdin 2019 drops mm-hmm. in 4,300 theaters nationwide. Wow. And we see the wide release of Booksmart um, in 2,300 yeah. theaters, which They're is coming like, at them. Is coming at us at. 100% uh, review uh, rating with like 75 reviews or something crazy like that. So um, that one might have some legs in terms of the word of mouth. And um, so. we'll see how that does. And then Brightburn. And then next week we've got Godzilla 2, Ma, and Rocket Man nationwide. And they have not released theater numbers that's, for those yet. And uh, that's, that's the, the um, uh, Harlan Williams joint, right? Yeah, the they're re-releasing it. The 4K re-release of <laughs> Harlan Williams Rocket Man. 3D 4K. Uh, that's gonna be. Sick. He's actually floating in space this time. So when he farts in space, you can actually smell the farts. Right. Yeah, it's great. That would be such a great. If I owned a theater, man, I would just fire that man, bad boy up. A retrofit 3D. Rocketman, <laughs> I would. I would smell a vision. No, I would. I would sell it as Rocketman, this new one, but then just show the Harlan Williams one. Yeah, exactly. Be like, what? Exactly. And then when it people want Rocket their Man. money back, you're like, I like, told you, it was Rocketman. Man. It's very clearly clear. all it said was <laughs> Rocketman PG 13. Yeah, and you bought the ticket. So no, you cannot have. It. <laughs> it's funny you should uh, mention that, Richard, because um, oh, you got more Harlan Williams news. <laughs> no. No, sadly, if there is, it is any, the third let me week know, of the month, I've, so I've actually subscribed to HarlanWilliamsNews.com. There hasn't hasn't been updated in a few years. Really? So, yeah. Weird, crazy. Um, Rock, Rocket Man <laughs> is actually rated R. Um, oh and, yeah, okay, good. That's what uh, I feel like. Uh, that'll make it. I'm not like a everything should be rated R guy, but uh, you know, if you're doing Elton John or Freddie Mercury, maybe you know. 70s rock and roll films should probably be rated R. I feel like that's a standard rule of thumb if they're going to be uh, accurate at all. Yeah. It's kind of a rated R time. Yeah. Uh, well, and or we could just do the other one and win best editing. It's whatever. Right. It's up to you. Right. <laughs> and this one played really well at the, yeah, the con good. festival and got some really good reviews. Taryn Egerton was there with Elton John and they both got uh, high praise and... Um, Hats off to Batman oh, Chain and his team for uh, working on this movie, and um, yeah. I'm anticipating this one. This is one that I do regret not going with in the movie draft because um, yeah. if this one works at all, um, Elton John, of course, transcends generations, you know, of this music. Um, when I just remember when Princess Die passed, that his uh, you know Candle in the Wind song was like sure. what brought everybody together. It was Elton John, right? 
So um, that was Crocodile Rock, but yeah, <laughs> it's Benny and the Jets, actually. But uh, um, <laughs> that would have been such a somber affair. Yeah. And then let's see here in trailer news. Uh, we had a couple trailers drop over the past week or so that I want to discuss and get you guys as uh, thoughts on. Uh, the first of those is um, a horror movie trailer that I don't know if Brian has seen, but I want to ask, Brian, have you seen the It Chapter 2 trailer? Did you see the trailer? Oh, yes, I saw the trailer. Terrifying. Thank you. Ugh, yes, yes. Have you seen It yet? No. I thought no. you might, you said you might watch I, it at home. I, try, I, I tried, like, to be no, dark. no. Okay. I tried like three times and I'm just like, no, I freaking, this clown. Y'all underestimate, not you guys, like the, the human race underestimates how much that clown freaks no, me out. I'm not. It's just, ugh, ugh, Yeah, totally. Terrifies me. Not, not yeah. dumb. Uh, no, I tried. I You're curious. right. I did say, I'm going to watch this and then I've tried a few times. It's been on That's HBO fine. and I'm just It's like, weird because, not know. weird, it's tough because like everything other than the clown is a very Brian right. movie, right? I mean, like it's more of a Brian movie than even like a Richard Movie. Yeah, I was just curious because I think yeah. if you could get past that, which I'm not saying mm. you should at all, I'm just saying mm. if you could, I think you would really. No, I got it, you. I was curious. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, maybe someday when it's like one o'clock in the afternoon, you know, and I'm it's very bright. Yeah, in my you house open and, all the windows and yeah, yeah the shades. Yeah, yeah. Sure you can see your surroundings yeah. and right yeah. block off all the gutters on my street and stuff. Right, yeah. gotcha. Exactly. That's funny. Sir, it appears you flooded the entire neighborhood, but, uh, well, you know, just worried about that. Well, have you heard Saturday Night's All Right for Fighting? Press play. <laughs> That's funny. Um, I'm surprised you haven't seen it. Yeah. I, I mean, you saw, you saw Us, didn't you? Um, I haven't yet. Oh. I'm going to. That one I... Which you one saw Get you, Out. No, you saw... Um, you saw Get what out. was it called? Um, uh, Overlord. That's what I'm thinking of. I did, Yeah. Yeah, I think if it's you could do Overlord, Lord, you could maybe. Oh, it's like just the visuals of the clown. the clown. Okay. Yeah, that clown terrified me. I was the I was the perfect age when that miniseries came out to just be completely terrified by that awful by, clown by the Tim movie. Curry clown. So yeah, yeah, and it's just stuck with me. Wow, um, couldn't watch Home Alone two either. <laughs> right, obviously. Yeah, I edit those parts out. <laughs> <laughs> it's a terrifying trailer. It, it really is, it is. and mm-hmm. uh, and really well done. Man, it's kind of a mini room with that. Yeah, oh, it's, kind of, it's kind of a mini scene uh, with yeah. Jessica Chastain's character, uh, kind of flashing back to her character from It Chapter One to uh, you know make the connection for the audience who won't make the connection. Some right. you know, no, it's and, a great trailer and uh, great juxtapositions with uh, with the new characters, James McAvoy, Bill Hader. And um, I'm excited, man. I'm I'm really excited it, for this. I think it's going to be uh, really really special. I think the thing that's genius about the trailer is that the you know when Chastain's in the room with the old lady, it's like it's the scare comes later than you expect. So you're like ready mm-hmm. for it, ready for it, ready for it, ready for it, ready for it. Yeah. All right. Maybe it's not going to. You know, it's perfectly <laughs> uh, paced. I mean, they they yeah. Do. It's, it's really uh it's really creepy. I mean, I'm really excited. I'm really really excited for that. That might be my most uh most anticipated of the of the summer season wow. probably less uh is that one. I mean, I'm right on. I'm anticipating it uh highly. And another trailer, well we that's implied. That uh dropped is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood today, the full length mm. trailer. We had a teaser trailer premiered that we previously discussed too. premiered in at at Festival de Cannes. 
Now, I don't know if it's competing, but is it just premiered? I don't know either. I think there's like the two different deadlines or something out. like that. People are saying it's his best. They're saying it is Tarantino's best since The Hateful Eight. And that's inarguable. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, yeah, no, they're saying that's high phrase. Wow. Whew. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I'm, I probably should. I should probably should have embargoed myself. Yeah. I probably should have embargoed myself, but yeah, that's what they're saying. <laughs> People are talking. <laughs> it, um, it's getting, uh, it's getting positive buzz. I think there's a, actually a, a tomato yeah. meter reveal already been done mm-hmm. for that. It's uh, standing at 90 something right now. And I'm sure it'll be right up there. Um, star-studded cast, very maybe the most Tarantino-y movie of all time, and yeah. um, it's it's uh, hard to believe that this won't be at least a financial success, um, if not a critical success as well. But uh, what did you guys think of the trailer, Richard? I love the teaser, and I love the trailer, and it's you know right in my wheelhouse. I, I really like Tarantino. He's not for everybody, but I I like him as both a you know writer and a director. I think he's great. Um, and the cast, I wish, you know, we talked about it on Twitter, but I wish he had gotten some names, but it's interesting. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. It is interesting what, yeah, no, exactly. I know. And I'm with you, but it is interesting what he could do with, with kind of unknown talent, which is rare for him. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, it looks, you know, that's what an interesting, it, you know, it's a little scary, you know, how do you handle that subject matter? Uh, you know, not offensively in 2019 but i think you know the trailer looks like it's gonna that's gonna be a subplot who knows i mean I, it just looks interesting in all things yeah. and uh you know it's it's leo and margot robbie and brad pitt and and al pacino and a million other people and it's gonna be you know the hateful eight is maybe his like very low end of his movies i won't say his worst but like and that movie's good like you know mm-hmm. he did, sure. yeah. there's things you're like oh, i wish that would have been a play or something there's things you can critique about it but it's like he doesn't really make garbage so i'm sure it'll be very good i'm excited for it and he's i don't know if he's high end the best american filmmaker but he i think he's the most consistent i mean he doesn't really make crap ever and so mm. on that level he's the most consistent so uh i'm i'm fairly excited for it i'm i can't wait to uh, and it looks yeah, I don't know if it's appropriate that it looks fun given the subject matter, but by God, does it look like a great time? So that's all I know so far. Brian, what about you? Yeah, it was a great trailer. I was not as enthused about this, I think, as you yeah, guys were which was surprising. coming in. I hate. I just. It's not even that I hate. I'm super done with anything related to to uh, Charlie Manson. It just okay. It, gotcha. It doesn't interest me at all. Fair. I just feel like it's been done over and over and over again. So that was the thing that kind of kept me at bay and kind of bummed me out but this and the teaser trailer was good but it it, it really was just kind of it was a teaser trailer you know it was just very quick cuts little little scene here little scene there so i thought this trailer was great and it's uh you may have just said it's it's incredibly tarantino-y um just like the most tarantino-y which is cool great great uh usage i think in the trailer just kind of uh show who all is in the cast and what they're going to be doing and um how they interact with each other and sure. stuff like that and you're right if if it's if the if the manson stuff is kind of the subplot or the you know the b story or whatever then that for me is highly beneficial as far as my i think my enjoyment of the movie goes so 
Love the trailer, and I think that it definitely jumped up uh, several pegs on my board from from that. We don't need another trailer; that's perfect. Just keep that out there for yeah. I don't a think I'll watch another one. And, if yeah, another one comes let's, out, let's be done. I'm, I'm good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but you know, no, I, th- I think it's a. And it looks, I think that's one of the best trailers I've seen this year for sure. And, and it looks uh, delightfully summery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. that's what's great. And you're like, oh, really? You're going to go July with this? Because you know, you right. expect him to. A right. filmmaker of his caliber to be in the that cast all be gunning for Oscars, and you're like, "Why would you release this in July?" And then you see mm-hmm. it, and you're like, "Oh, this looks so." I want to just sit on a beach and wa- I want to drive in and watch yeah. this. It, it feels like this is kind of a cheap comparison, but it felt like the Tarantino version of Nice Guys uh, with with uh, Gosling and Crow a couple years ago that we all really liked. And then how about we add Tarantino to uh, spice yeah. it up a little bit? So. Yeah, it feels like Pulp Fiction to me, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. uh, sure. feels like uh, um, just super saturated it, colors, um, kind of a b- really bright uh, setting, but really dark subject matter taking place in it. And um, I'm excited to see where he goes with this because he could go really dark or um, not so dark if he focuses more on uh, the Hollywood side. So mm-hmm. um, so excited about that. But, uh, you know, when he announced this project, I was like, man, this is going to be super dark. I thought this would be um, I did not expect it to be like this when uh, when I heard the pitch. Yeah, um, totally. So I'm, I'm excited and about it, that. It, I'm excited just for DiCaprio and Pitt. Everything else is just icing on the cake uh, as totally. far as I'm concerned. But uh, just them two teaming up in a movie is all you have to tell me about to get me on board. But um, it looks a, the trailer is a little bit greatest hits album me, and I don't even mean that as an insult. It's kind of like I saw one review, and so I, I won't uh, I won't pretend it does. It's not out there where it's like it looks like a like a cul- culmination of all the Tarantino works, um, mm-hmm. which is which is uh, fair. I mean, at least by the trailer, we I, I haven't seen the film yet, like that reviewer had, but it does kind of feel like a really good greatest hits album which sometimes you just want to vibe the yeah, do what you're good show. at and yeah and eagles and what great. you it like mean, and enjoy yeah. and what makes you who you are he's um he's, only he's got done one more enough movie. to where we can get it yeah that's what he said he's only yeah. doing one more so it's gonna and hopefully it's i think i mean what i've heard and i you know i'm uh what they're saying about the what they're saying around the uh industry and by the industry I of course mean the business nymphomaniac three no i've heard it's, now you see me three. Oh wow Ninety three. He's me. gonna be the one that yeah, he's gonna he's gonna tie ninety three me together. And it's um yeah. No, I mean He's in the, the Tarantino verse is actually what a perfect the four way to are in there. <laughs> <laughs> the one Out. thing that Inglorious Bastards is missing, I've always said, is a is magicians? really yeah, is magicians. And yeah, uh, Jules really Jules and Vince are actually Jesse full, Eisenberg. If that if that opening scene at uh, in, in the at the milk farm and in Glorious Bastards with with Christoph and the wonderful mm-hmm. French actor, if that had just had circling GPS cam, right. you know what right. I mean? That was the I mean it was fine. It was a yeah. fine scene. But if you had added circling GPS cam, uh, the Letty yeah. A circling right. GPS cam, oh, of course, I think of course, that yeah. takes it to another level. Or even like just in the back, I don't even mean like taking part of in the scene because I don't want to take. Obviously, that scene's incredible. You don't want to take anything away from it. But just mm-hmm. in the background. Um, Woody Harrelson's triplet, just it, kind of over in the corner. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. e- either side really is a French farmer or as a Nazi. Nazi really either way. Yeah, um, it's like a kind of a, and then and then later on you in. realize yeah. that he's the triplet. Yeah, no, totally mm-hmm. right, right. All right, uh, early Oscar predictions for this one is gonna be best picture, best director, best screenplay, 
Best Actor, Leonardo DiCaprio. Luke Perry. Um, yep. Best Supporting Actor, uh, Al Pacino. I'm going to go with it that. Does, well, I don't know. It depends on the Irishman, dude, because uh, oh, it, yeah. it does seem like we are in... He's not going to... I feel like we might be due for a Pacino Assange here. Yeah. Like a little victory lap for the... Uh, as Tropic Thunder puts it, Al Pacino. Man, I I, uh, I enjoy me some Alpa for sure, man. Good stuff. Damian Lewis playing Steve McQueen. That's interesting. Very cool. Um, Emil Hirsch is in this movie. Uh, Dakota Fanning. Yeah. Shout out. Well, we need a Dakota Fanning assance. Um Miss her. And uh, yeah, you, like you said, Richard, Luke Perry uh, in this yeah, movie Yeah, I know. Too. It's a bummer. So. It's the last one, man. I, I could see him getting some really good buzz for this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Timothy mean, Oliphant. It's a bummer that he's passed before he gets it, but I think that'll right. definitely... Sentiment will pay into that. Yeah, it's cool that they featured him in the trailer, if nothing else. As a yeah, nice right on, little, man. Kurt nice Russell, Kurt freaking Russell. Yeah, Kurt Russell. There you go. Um, yeah, this is really exciting. Uh, again, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood trailer is out. Check it out now online. Let us know what you think at Mad About Movies and in the VIP Club. Uh, it drops July 26th in the USA and is two and a half hours long. So strap uh, strap par. in for a uh, wild ride, I'm sure, um, come the end of July. Um, with Mr. Tarantino. All right. That's all I got for movie news, rumors, rumblings. And uh, let's move on, fellas, and discuss John Wick 3 Parabolum. Keanu, the Reef! We're back for more Wick on uh, the Mad About Movies review portion of the show. Um, I will be the first to admit uh, and wave uh, my flag of, uh, I admit it, I was wrong first. Um, (laughs) I was not really into this movie. Go back and listen to our review. We've reviewed all of these now. Um, And uh, I was not uh, high on John Wick the first time around. I liked it. Thought it was fine, but uh, it was like when it came out, I remember it being like, this is going to reinvent action movies as we know it, all this kind of stuff. Um, and I thought it was fine. Uh, we were coming off, I think, Mad Max Fury Road at that point. We were coming off The Raid, uh, those kinds of movies. And um, I think even maybe a month or two before John Wick was The Equalizer. And so that put that in, my, in the forefront of my mind when watching John Wick. And I thought some of the uh, action sequences in The Equalizer, while not as compelling of a storyline, it's not as well shot or anything like that, it uh, has Denzel, and it had some really, really intense action sequences, and it did get a sequel uh, as well this past year, which you guys reviewed, I believe, Brian. I was not not a part of that one. But um, but yeah, so um, John Wick 2 came out, and uh, I gave it a chance. I revisited John Wick 1, enjoyed it, uh, saw John Wick 2. Really liked the direction that they were going, the self-awareness that they had with it, um, the direction that they were taking the franchise, not only with John Wick 2, but uh, but as a whole. And um, I was completely on board after John Wick 2. Um, really, really liked that one. And so actually anticipated John Wick 3. I went from not liking it slash meh to anticipating it and basically um, 
you know, one movie's time. And that's what, you know, making good movies will do is, uh, is change my perspective and still waiting for, uh, for the good old DCEU to do that. Um, but they're getting there, getting there with, uh, Aquaman and, uh, and Shazam, you know, they're turning, the, they're starting to turn the, turn the corner, hopefully. But, uh, John Wick has definitely done that. I, you know, I don't know which one I liked more between all three of them. I think they're all very strong for their own reasons. John Wick one does a great job of setting up the story, you know, of, uh, or not really, or just the circumstances of the events <laughs> yeah. of John Wick one, two, and three. Cause we still don't know the story of John Wick, which is awesome. I think, uh, we just know that this guy was like MacGruber, that he's just a, <laughs> a badass guy who mm-hmm. was, you know, at one time doing a lot of stuff, but now he's retired, but, uh, he's having to unretire because somebody killed his dog. Right. Um, and, uh, cause the game has changed and messed up with his, messed up his car. Right. Um, and so I love the simplicity of this series. Um, this is, I was talking to our, uh, talk sport people, uh, last week about this and they were saying is Keanu, not one of the worst actors ever. And I said, yeah, he's, he's one of the worst actors ever, but I think he's one of the best bad action movie actors ever. Like he really knows how to do, you know, yeah. great martial arts. He's one of the best martial artists of our time on movies, on the movie screen. And, um, he has a Bruce Willis kind of John Claude Van Damme, Schwarzenegger self-awareness to the characters that he takes on that uh, he's just kind of Keanu Reevesing everything. And that's, that's awesome. That's all I want to see is, is, is that. And, um, some of it's worked, you know, there's some, some of his work, John Wick worked, but he's done some of these movies like the, uh, what was it? 21 Ronin or 16 Ronin or something like that, that (laughs) came out. And, um, I think it did actually pretty well overseas, but 69 uh, Roman, but yeah, six, yeah, yeah, that was actually the uh, sequel, but, uh, 27 dresses, 27, Ronan. 27 dresses. <laughs> Ronan. There you go. Um, but yeah, no, he's tried these before <laughs> and Keanu has always been kind of somebody that uh, I've rooted for. I don't know why. Uh, like I said, yeah. he doesn't have a skill set that really appeals to me. I'm not a he's matrix a guy. Too. Yeah. But um, he's such a good dude from what I've seen. He lives a simple right. life, still takes yeah. the subway places, you know. Um, Replicas was one that earlier this year or last year that uh, completely came out. And uh, <laughs> you, don't, you don't ever hear about some of these uh, uh, again. But um, 47 Ronin, that's what it was. I could not freaking think of the number. Man of Tai Chi, I'm, there was another one, 2013. Remember that one? Brian was right with 27 dresses mm, wrote it. Right, I think you right. yelled it. I thought. I thought. Uh, Straight to streaming, though. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, man, I'm, I think I'm, it was, it, then the sequel was How to Be a Ronin in South Central All Drinking Your Juice in the Hood. <laughs> I think. I'm way, uh, I'm way in on these. This might be the year of Keanu with, uh, with John Wick and, uh, and Toy Story 4 here in the next month. Yeah, um, forgot about that. Have cool. big. Nice, good year for old uh, Mr. Reeves. But um, I, I mentioned uh, earlier that this was not the last John Wick. I thought this was going to be wrap up the trilogy and call yeah, it a day. This will be Fast and Furious, I think. Yeah. Um, but they announced John Wick Chapter 4 for a May of 2021 release date. Um, announced that this past weekend after this one was number one. And man, I got to admit, 
um, in the middle of this, I completely was like, I, I want, I want 10 more of these. I just want John wick in every universe. I want to cross him over with MacGruber and expendables. I want, (laughs) I just want like, uh, him wearing that suit and killing people for, uh, for fun uh, in all my movies. I think it was really, it, they, they've, they've done a really good job with this and um, it, it's been fun uh, to watch and experience, but, um, but Beagle, John Wick mm-hmm. thoughts. I don't, I don't, I don't remember if you liked this or hated it or what. I'm with you, Kit. I was not super enthused about the first one. I thought it was, you know, it was fine and it was, and I enjoyed it to a, a certain degree, but it was, I thought it was very stupid and, and, which is fine. Like I'm fine with stupid, especially in an action movie setting. But I, it wasn't. I didn't walk away be like, man, I I can't wait to watch that twenty more times. Then they did the sequel, and I was like, do we really need a sequel for this? And you know, sort of enjoyed the second one more. But they've grown on me. I I feel like I well, I rewatched them last week and enjoyed them significantly more than I did the first time. I don't know. It's like the bit has to had to kind of break through my skull or something. Cause I'm, I agree. Like Keanu is such a terrible actor, but he's such a great human being that he keeps, I think that's mm-hmm. part of why he just stays in business. But also he has finally kind of figured out over the last maybe five to 10 years that maybe I'm not Gary Oldman and I can just, maybe I should just do movies like this where I'm kind of absurd and ridiculous and I can do stunt work and just be, the stuff that people like watching Keanu Reeves do, this is just peak um, of what his skill set is. And so th- I always appreciate that. I appreciate somebody who can do, who, who ex- you know, knows their identity, right? I like movies that, that know what they are, and, and I like actors and actresses who know who they are and what they should be doing. It's not to say you should never try to, you know, expand your range or do something different or whatever, but I just, I don't know, I always appreciate that understanding of, of, uh, of role and concept. Richard and I, uh, Richard, I, I'm sure you like, there's so many times where we play pickup ball with somebody who is not very good, but they just like, go get rebounds, right? Like just go, go rebound and kind of play a little bit of defense. And we're, I've become I, that guy, the older I get. Sure. So. Sure. But I, and I, and I love that guy. I love that guy. What I don't love is guy who's like, yeah, I hit a three early, so I'm just going to keep jacking these. That makes me insane when he's not good at it. You know, Keanu is kind of. I'm also that guy. (laughs) uh, Keanu's kind of he's figured out, I think, what he's good at, and he's really fun in these in these roles. So these movies have grown on me. This third one is like just ridiculous and over the top and very fast and furious in its um yeah. <laughs> in its understanding of itself and just we're gonna go and we're just gonna no one cares about the i say no one cares you care five percent about the story on this thing it but you really just want to see keanu reeves throw knives in people's faces or shoot a hundred million people with one clip of bullets and things like that. I mean, that's, that's what we're here to see. And they, gosh, they do that so well. So this one is like the, it's, it's kind of makes John wick look the, the original John wick look super weak by comparison. Cause it's just, it's that times a thousand. I mean, it's just on steroids and it's absolutely bananas and, and crazy. And it's, uh, it's, it's highly enjoyable if you are into, uh, uber violent, action movies like this is and have almost no complaints about it as a as a movie because it just it just yeah. starts and it goes and it goes and it goes and it goes and 
from about the moment that Boban walks on screen to the <laughs> last second, you're just like, yep, Amen I'm here. This is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I mean, th- these movies have kind of a weird thing where it's like, well, with the first one at least, where it's like, we, all, we saw it early. And it's that thing of like, it's how a lot of comedies are better in the theater than they are it's in, in, a, in a watching at home. It, it kind of creates that for action movies. It's one of those things we saw it early because we had to do a show on it. And we were like, yeah, this was fine. And then this whole culture built around it. And mm-hmm. this whole, and then the sequel, we were like, okay, more on board. Now, by the time th- the momentum is growing in this one, it was like, it's almost like monoculture in a weird way. We saw by the, by the box office gross, and you're like, okay, well, if I had known I could enjoy this with everybody, then yeah, I'm in. But I thought, sure. I, you know, it, it was that thing of like something about its growth and scalability as a movie makes it better because mm-hmm. I'm getting to just like joke around with other people. That's Whereas when the point. first one yeah. came out, we didn't know it was going to be that. Now that's weird movie criticism, right? Because that shouldn't change the effect of the movie. But it's the it's what's great about going to the movie theaters and enjoying it with other people and here, you know, and watching movies with friends and and it's that it's a collaborative experience. These movies, and so the more they lean into that, which they've done a fabulous job of doing, um, the better they get. And I completely concur with both of you. That's like this was super fun, because, but it's because we have the knowledge. Of like this is something all of us see and laugh about and love the stunts and giggle about the silliness of the plot and you know and Fast and Furious had that too where it was like if you're just sitting at home watching Tokyo Drift you're a loser but if you're why I mean by some people's standards <laughs> but if you're out you know with friends watching you know Fast and Furious six then that's a different thing and this is certainly leading to that there's a certain self awareness that of action movies that have that have happened the last few years, which is both great and eventually will become tiresome, but hasn't yet, at least in general, like music universe. You're right about Keanu. He's the great, you know, uh, Lawrence Olivier. He is not, but uh, he's a, you know, overwhelmingly decent dude by all, uh, not that this matters, but it matters in stuff like John Wick. If he was doing, uh, if he was once upon a time in Hollywood and was terrible, but was a nice guy, we wouldn't care. But in something like this, it's like, all right, you're a nice guy. I'm mm-hmm. glad you're making a lot of money on this very silly movie. This is, you know, good people doing things is great. That's why I was trying to get um, Archbishop Desmond Tutu in the Divergent series, but no one listened to me. <laughs> um, that joke was just for you, Brian. It's actually, but the Maze Runner series, but uh, I want sure. yeah, right. I want him in Maze Runner. I wanted Archbishop <laughs> Desmond Tutu in Maze Runner, but uh, but yeah, there's there's something. Uh, key, communal about these movies mm-hmm. as they've grown and it makes them better and I don't know how to grade that because ostensibly you're grading something just based on your mm-hmm. you know sort of like tunnel vision version of the movie and on that all of these are lesser but if you grade them on a communal scale they're they're far greater and they're and they're beautifully shot and they have a really cool especially this one I thought had a fabulous aesthetic and it felt very cool you know it wasn't mm-hmm. campy as like yeah. silly as it can be, it's not campy. It's it's like cool and silly in a weird way. And Halle Berry's fabulous, and and uh, Keanu's great. And there's just the stunts are are not played for laughs at all. Whereas something like Fast and the Furious, you know, when that tank comes out of the ice, I mean, on some level, that's so everyone goes, "Oh my god, what the, sure, what are sure. we doing here?" This never has that moment, so it's different on some level. But it's certainly something where you're you're supposed to look at it and go. Mm-hmm. Oh boy, you know, wasn't this fun? All of us went, all of us bros went and saw this, or in, in, 
and friends went and saw this and oh, what did you think? Oh, she thought this was so cool. Okay, what did he think? She, he thought that you know it's that thing. So I, I, uh, it's it's a really tough one to grade, and we'll get to grades later. But I, I because of all of that context that I've just explained, I I enjoyed it a great deal, and I and I don't know where to draw that line because I knew you know you're watching it, you're thinking. Okay, I can't wait to talk about this with Kent and Brian. I can't wait to talk about this with my friend Brandon, and I can't wait to talk about this with Sarah. And I can't, you know, so it's like, am I enjoying it purely for the film or or the kind of cultural talking points that it creates? I don't know, but it's brilliant in creating those, and that's all I got. So I'll shut up. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. Uh, I agree. With you, I agree with you uh, for the most part, and. In terms of um, the retrospect, creating a different perspective of the first film, which um, over time I've definitely grown, grown more fond of it, uh, I will admit. Um, but I, the only thing I disagree with is that um, this wasn't played for fun because I think that's what the genius of this is, is that it is purely played for fun. Um, like, for example, of having a scene or a sequence with uh, um, John Wick and I actually like wrote a star on all the uh, you know different settings that they have fight scenes in because uh, I think they just have a really fun time in the pitch room or in the writers' room, like just you know like uh, drawing a uh, you know a ball out of a lottery thing, and just coming up with all right, where is this next <laughs> action scene? All right, we're going to be in the women's room at a Walmart. Okay, all right, great. Now that's the yeah, let's do it. Uh, you know, we just not one at a Target because a man can walk in there at any time. Yahtzee, <laughs> high five, high five. Went political yeah, with yeah. it. You're welcome. You're uh, welcome. You're just welcome. no one, no one's di- okay. Um, and what I loved, like for example, um, one of the first scenes is uh, they put the bounty on John Wick's head for fourteen million dollars. And I love the setup of that, um, especially where it leaves off from John Wick Chapter 2, leading right into this one. Um, and the shot of John Wick just kind of walking through the city and all the different assassins kind of peering around the corners and, and, and eyeing him. And you just know that uh, they're all going to have it out for John Wick, that he's going to have his moment with each of them. Um, that was really good. Um, so the first kind of come to blows of uh, the movie is in a freaking public library. And then John wick literally murders a guy with a book, <laughs> like, with, like with an actual book. Um, I've never seen that done in, uh, in movies. <laughs> so that was impressive. And then um, not too far later, um, he kills a guy like with a, with a horse, like, like, like right. uses a kicking horse as a weapon too. So like, to me, that's like, we're just having fun here. And to me, this is the funniest of the three. I mean, this has jokes in it. I mean, my theater was like actively like whooping in the theater at some of these it kills. Tends to be the thing like, with sequels on these actions. God, it was they, so much fun. Funnier, yeah. It was yeah. like, we're just having fun. And that's what I, that's what I absolutely love about this. Um, they, they throw the stakes out there at the beginning. All right, $14 million to kill John wick go. And then it kind of plays out. I mean, they, they get a little bit too serious, Towards the middle, mid, uh, you know, late second act, uh, early third act, uh, you know, that's typical. But um, for the most part, it was like nonstop for uh, for eighty, seventy five percent of this, and um, and I and I really enjoyed that. But um, what are some? I mentioned the library, but that that stuck out to me. What's uh, what's the scene, Brian Richard, that um, that you were like, wow, or you know, for good or bad. 
Go ahead, Brian. You go first. Yeah, I mean, you know, fighting in a, a knife museum was fun. Yeah, that was I mean, right before the uh, stables. Yeah. Absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. That was incredible. Oh, oh my, my gosh. gosh. I was yeah. like, I almost stood up and cheered. Like, it was, the amount of choreography there is yeah. staggering, man. It was creative, fun. I mean, it was good. Yeah, good. Yeah. No, I mean, it. The, there's so many set people. Well, I don't even know if you call them set people. Scenes like that that. I'm not the biggest fight scene guy. Like that's not something that I, to me, a, a good fight scene is just kind of like a bonus. If everything else, the, so a fight scene doesn't bring down a movie for me. If it's not choreographed well, our friend Ariel, uh, always makes fun of me for that. Cause it's, it's, he's the reverse. He really wants, if it's, if you're going to have a fight scene, you better do it really well. And I just, I don't really care. Cause I feel like I've seen every fight scene yeah, that could possibly you. be done. And then, then there's this, it's just like, all right, I'm going to throw a knife. Then you're going to throw a knife. The knife's going to be bouncing off of us. It's just going to be insane for this Gosh. whole time. And then, and that's not even counting. Like, I don't want to get, I'm not going to do spoilers. Yeah. Um, but the last, the whole last 20 minutes really of, as far as the choreography and the fighting and stuff is just incredible. Like it, it's, such for the one of the rare times for me again is not somebody who's super into the action and the fight scenes and stuff to just be like i was blown away by uh the sequence with him fighting the uh the two guys you know at, towards the end and then yeah that's just which is mind-blowing the the amount of work that that went yeah into the actual the actual work. like like climax action scene yeah thing. oh my gosh yeah but that's like a tw- it feels like a 20 minute scene and you're never yeah. bored and you're never breathing you're just like oh whoa yeah oh my gosh like this is just it's intense and and in a but in a fun way not in a um i don't know a, some a way where you're just like please let this end it's 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 really insane and fun and and that that's all there's a bunch of those throughout this course of this movie and it's, yeah. it's really well done another one um just popped into my mind while you're talking brian was the uh, speak, you know, John Wick on the horse, and then the motorcycle chase while he's on the <laughs> horse. And I was like, "Man, the Old Town Road needs to drop right now in the middle of this." <laughs> it's gonna. I can't wait for that remix to to hit when this movie comes out on uh, on VOD. But uh, but no, man, it was. <laughs> it just made me smile at the level of just like. In the same way that I'm like, all right, I guess a uh, submarine is busting out of the ice now, and we're all gonna mm-hmm. just watch the rock uh try to slide on this missile you know uh aspect of fast and furious it does have that now but in sure. way shorter time it took fast and furious like seven five movies to to come to that realization mm-hmm. yeah and i feel like but yeah. the second one with these they did that and they you know yes a lot of people were trying to tell me that that's was with the first one like no it's there and i just didn't see it until the second one i was in on the second one and this one had sure. this one sucked, I might not be in on these, but um, right. But this one I think, just kept it going, man. Yeah, I think the first one is just R-rated taken with a. I mean, a little bit more. I mean, it's got it's it's got a little more fun to it, I guess. But it it felt that like movie, a, the drop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was sure, like that. sure. It was the action movie yeah. version of that movie. All right, and that's you know that's fine. Like I I'm totally here for the entire cottage industry that is the taken type movies, whether that's taken or atomic blonde or whatever. It doesn't, I, you know, that's, that's a whole genre in and of itself. And that's great. I'm here for them. But the second one is where you start to feel those hints of, of what makes fast and furious great. And, but Richard, I think Richard's right that 
if there's a difference between those two, it's 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 small because you're it. They're both very fun, and but the the fun in Fast and Furious is a little more wink at the camera than the fun in John Wick John Wick Three. It's 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 a little. It's not that it's subtle because there's nothing subtle about any of these movies, but there's it's a little more almost like self-contained with it. Cause I think fast and furious is almost breaking the fourth wall at times. Like it's this it's one, just the only kind of like that this one has to me of that is, uh, I don't want to go goes into spoilers, but the, uh, the Halle Berry dog thing when she's mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, I don't I can't stand somebody messing with my dog. And he's like, <laughs> right. trust me. I know, you know, <laughs> right. like those yeah. kinds of things Wink. Where yeah. it's just like, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, bro. sorry, Brian. Didn't mean to interrupt you there. Sorry. No, no, you're good. No, no, but I, I just think that's the that's the thing. I, I you're we're all, I think we're all saying the same thing there. But that's Fast yeah. and Furious again, which we love so much. Um, has always, well, not always, has from at least since Fast Five has had a sense of like uh, almost winking at the camera, almost kind of slyly looking out of the corner, you know, doing the gym expression and then making a funny face or something. Cause it's just like, Oh, and now we're going to bring in a submarine. Oh, you thought this was cool. Sweet. We are going to jump this car from one building to another a skyscraper from another skyscraper, things like that. And it's just, it's like, you guys entertained you liking this? Is this cool? Yeah. Whereas this is a little bit more, it's just the John wicks insane. And the stuff that he does is, is crazy. And it's just, it's, I don't know. It's, a, it's just slightly, a little more self-contained, I guess, but both, yeah. I think, incredibly fun, and that's part of the the, the benefit of because I don't like hyper violence. Like that's not really my my jam. I mean, I've I've I didn't like movies like um, what's the what's the Taron Egerton series that I Kingsman, uh, yeah, yeah, Kingsman, um, Ki- Kingsman, and and uh, some of the other uh, kick ass. Some of that stuff is just I don't I don't dig it. I don't like. I'm not a big fan of violence played for jokes, but this does it in a way that it's like, it's less of a joke and more of just like, holy cow. And I, I don't know that for what, maybe I'm a hypocrite on that front, but that it, the violence here doesn't not, not even bothers me, but it's like, I'm just totally here for it. Whereas Kingsman, I'm like, come on, like let's, let's ease up a little bit. It's, kind of it's because is. his dog got hurt. So everyone's yeah, like automatically, that's that's all the violence is automatically justified. Like that's honestly kind of true. It's so funny. <laughs> it was like, yeah, but his dog got hurt. And right. Right. Like they killed everybody his dog. Can, yeah. Nice. Like what would you yeah. do? Would you murder? Was his present from his dead wife. You jerks. Exactly. Yeah. She was, she meant to give him that dog, but never got the chance. Yeah. No. <laughs> what do you guys think about the, the, I don't know, the, the mythology element of this whole series, like this whole society of hitmen yeah. and rules and the table and stuff. You know, where, where I do don't, I, I'm not, that? I'm not big on the marker thing, you know, um, the, the like blood brother pact thing that you have to do. Um, I wish there was, you know, I, I would say there's probably 25% of this movie that's plot. The rest is 75% action, you know, in terms of um, how it's actually structured. Um, I would say remove 10% of that. I think it needs to be 10 to 15% plot that matters and 80% action, you know, um, mm. 85% action, somewhere around there. Um, and, you know, it, like I said, it dragged a little bit towards the middle. Some of the Halle Berry stuff dragged aside from the action scene. Um, 
John Wick's story kind of drags. I wish this had just been... I wish it had been more of the first act for the whole movie. I wish it had just been, all right, John Wick's getting hunted down for $14 million, and how is he going to get out of it, instead of bringing the secret society stuff in mm. more involved into it. Does that make sense? I wish it had been yeah, no, I a get more that. simplistic I'm, with sure. what it was trying to do. But um, What about you, Arby? Where, where do you stand on that stuff? I'm with you. I, I'm... I at the risk of being boring, which is, you know, the risk I'm, I'm often willing to take is that I, I, uh, I'm right with you on that. And that, that as much as I love fast and furious, it's kind of a unicorn that it's able to pull that off. Whereas this hits a sweet spot even better, but there's something about fast and furious where it leans into it a little more, mm-hmm. which is almost enjoyable. Like it's like a, it's like a continuum. It comes back around, but, but this is like that, just that sweet spot where there's like just, an, like I said earlier, it's not campy. It's not. It really mm-hmm. isn't. There's something uniquely cool about this. Now, will it be campy in 10 years? That's hard to say. But there's something uniquely cool about this, but it's also silly in a very minuscule, mm-hmm. perfect amount. Just a sure. dusting of like a good a little paprika yeah. and a steak marinade, like just enough to where it's interesting, but not, uh, mm-hmm. but not overpowered. Yeah, I'm kind of I. I think if you would have asked me before the movie, do you want you know, do you want any of the secret society stuff? Do you care about the secret society that dominates this world? I would said no, absolutely not. I'm only here to see John Wick murder people and or get revenge for the death of a dog. But the more of that 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 gets revealed, I don't know. I found myself kind of digging it. It just seems. It's so self-serious in the midst of a movie that is not self-serious at all, but that, it, but that works for some reason. It's a, it's an odd, it's an odd mix. That's something that I typically I feel like would would downgrade a movie for for kind of missing having mismatched tones and stuff. But I don't know. There's something about it that is kind of adds to the fun. That there's just this really serious secret order that dominates. I mean. Every every part of life, apparently, because every single person is on the assassin network or whatever it is, and and yet that um, it seems to, I don't know I found I found it fun and it does I like, feel like I like if, the, if nothing the, the, else like um, I like the uh, uh, like a uh, switchboard room that they have you know like yeah, all that I yeah. think that's cool yeah I like that all all the kind of mix of technology is yeah. fun and and adds to I think it adds to that world and it certainly adds to what uh the fourth movie is going to be of just i mean where it's spoilers spoiler 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 at this point just having john wick going scorched earth and tearing the entire organization down is going to be absolutely ridiculous fun and i think you need so i think you're going to look back at this movie and be like well they kind of really needed to build out that universe i guess or the world in which this works because he's gonna he's going to burn this mother to the ground and that's i think will be that'll make it more fun for fourth movie i totally agree um a, a total uh so just some of the settings i wrote was public library gun slash weapon shop um horse stable horse on streets um <laughs> underneath a bridge in an arabic market in Grand Central Station, uh, a motorcycle chase, and that's when I stopped taking count. So that was seven, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. That was eight different fight scenes in different settings in the first, uh, I guess, ninety minutes of this thing that I was uh, that I was w- watching. Um, that is uh, 
That's impressive. Um, John Wick has definitely reinvented itself with every turn. And it, uh, in this movie, he himself, John Wick, kills 94 people in the movie. Oh, that seems low. Um, kills 77 in John Wick 1. And in John Wick Chapter 2, kills 128 people. <laughs> For a grand total Jeez. of 299 people, he's killed since the death of his dog. So, right. worth it? Right. I think so. I mean, it was his dog. Right? Richard, somebody killed Olive, and you killed 300 people. Like, I, I'd be Man. pretty cool. Like, I, Olive was I spent 200 like something bucks at the... I yeah. spent 200 bucks at the vet today. So that tells you all, just to, <laughs> for her allergies. So uh, yeah. tells you all I need to know. Exactly. On a related note, the VIP feed. <laughs> Madaboutmoviespodcast.com right. slash VIP. Right. No. Now, uh, yeah, Olive's doing well. It's just that time of year. We're about to decone her, though. So, mm, but yeah, okay. if anyone touched Olive, even if you just kind of like slapped her around a little bit, I'll, I'll murder you. Right. I mentioned uh, Halle Berry. Earlier, yeah, we she, was, Halle she was fantastic. Great addition. Um, great to see her. She kicked Perfect ass. Perfect use of Halle Berry. Yeah. Um, the dogs kicked ass. Um, what Fast and Furious does have going for it over this is the ensemble. It's way more of an ensemble than this is. Uh, this is on its way to that. Um, think adding Halle Berry, adding um, Asia Kate Dillon, the adjudicator, um, you know, uh, Lawrence Fishburne. Those, uh, you know, you can start to see the seeds of a really fun ensemble that you can put together. Um, but Halle Berry was a great addition to the cast. I don't know if I would have thought that going in, but coming out, I was pleasantly uh, surprised. Mm. Her output has been pretty poor ever since, well, literally Monster's Ball, right? Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, I thought she was really good. I don't, I don't, th- I think, I think John Wick is more fun when he's, solo completely it's it's not it's not Halle Berry it could have been anybody I've been you know my favorite actor or actresses of 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 all time I I like John Wick solo just wrecking shop and going one on 50 at all times so but that scene was incredible like that the whole sequence of with really it felt like there was no cuts in there of just him and her and these two dogs just ripping people to shreds that's a that's an all timer as far as an action sequences go. I just liked, I like personally, I like John Wick on his own uh, as a lone wolf kind of guy. Mm, I see what you did there. Pun. <laughs> Very much intended. That, this is Halle Berry's best performance since the Behind Blue Eyes video from Limp Bizkit. <laughs> <laughs> Easily. Hey, no, dude, bro, no one knows what it's like to be the bad man. No mm. one. Especially Fred Durst. No one. Um,. <laughs> Yeah, no. director Fred Durst. <laughs> uh, you know what? I, I kept thinking to myself, I was like, why the flip is John Wick wanted for $14 million and he's still wearing that daggum suit and walking around <laughs> where everybody knows what he looks like? And then I forgot that he has the bulletproof suit. And then they mentioned it again here. I was like, oh, yeah, a freaking bulletproof suit. Uh, that's, oh, that's a really uh, fun callback uh, when, when she mentions it, too. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, in this movie, because I had forgotten, I was like, "Okay, when's he going to ditch the suit?" Now that now that the bounty has has reached this level, when's he going to be like, "All right, I need to shave my head," you know? Like, why did when's he going to go full Tom Cruise Minority Report with this thing? He's going to like change his identity, like all. The, I thought that's where we were going to go, 
Uh, yeah, it was going to get really severe, but nope. He's like, I'm John Wick. It just kind of walks around and isn't ever like running, you know? <laughs> I like that about him too. He's just walking very fast everywhere. He's never at more of a, than a brisk walk, uh, even in the most obscene danger. Um, just total, total annihilation from uh, Mr. Reeves here. But uh, props to him for being able to do this um, in his age. And, um, you know, I thought he was done, honestly. I didn't think he he could do, carry another trilogy, um, especially that one that would require this amount of physicality. And um, he's doing it. And I've heard the Wachowskis are coming up with another Matrix movie. So we'll see if they bring back Keanu. Can't wait. It's Matrix, uh, but also uh, the Chain Tatum one. It's a crossover. <laughs> oh, uh, What's that one called? Jupiter Ascending. Jupiter Ascending. Jupiter uh, Matrix. Uh, yeah, Matrix Ascending. Hmm. You know what? It. it I don't want to go. Uh, I mean, the director of this is a is a Matrix. Like he came from the Matrix. Like he was the stunt guy. I am from the stunt Matrix. coordinator. For, uh, yeah, he literally is from the Matrix. Uh, <laughs> Just about. Shout out. Keanu kind of is. Um, Shout out to Boo. So that explains all the uh, all the Matrix cast in this. But um, but yeah, he. Um, if I was the Matrix, if I was Wachowskis, I would be cranking those movies out like crazy. Like I don't like them, but I know that there's an audience of people that live off them. I would be doing Matrix movies every three years. I would be rebooting that. If I was if I was them and I'd be wanting to make money, that's what I'd be doing. But I don't know. We'll see. Who knows? There's silence. No. All right. I'm, let's I'm, hit a uh, let's hit a grade here on. Yeah, yeah. Wick three. Um, I think I'm gonna go. I don't remember my grade for for chapter two. I think I like this one just slightly less than chapter two. Um. But it's still very strong. That's probably the gonna empire. Go, probably going to go uh, A- minus with this one. Chapter 3. What about you, uh, Richard? I'm torn between that grade and one other. I'm going to go, just to be different from you, Kent, because I don't, as you, we've established, I don't care for you. I'm going to go solid A. Okay. Brian. Strong. Strong. I... I'm I'm right there with both of you. I'm I was debating. I'm debating between a and a, half, a minus and an a, a and a half is something I tried to say. I don't know. Um, <laughs> gosh, uh, I'm I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go a minus. Let me go. Wow, you took can over me. I know. Can over me. I'll we'll, never we'll, ever we'll, forgive you. It'll come back around. It'll come back around. Yeah, I love I love the self awareness. I love a movie that that has a sense of its own identity. Probably should give it an A just for Bobon, honestly. I'm going to bump it up. A for Bobon. There you go. There, there, there we go. go. There we go. Tobias Harris is future Maverick great. <laughs> Tobias Harris is going to be the next John Wick 4. Wow. Awesome. Triple A for, uh, for nice. uh, John Wick Parabellum. I don't know why Parabellum was even in the title. <laughs> I know, I, but right? I, that makes it better. That's even better. <laughs> right. He sense. says it at the end. Ian McShane says it at the end. You're like, oh, okay. All right. Hey. All right. Now we're talking. Now we're talking. <laughs> I was like, okay. Yeah, it's a little <laughs> long, too, this movie. Could have been. It is. Should have been yeah. hour it took it from an A-plus to me. It was two hours ten. It was about 20 minutes too long. Yeah. But, uh, Could have been a little I forgot to mention. My, maybe my favorite scene in the movie is uh, towards the end there, where they're 
where uh, Mr. Wick and the concierge are just wrecking shop on on those fools, and they just. I, I, it was hilarious to me when they come back to the vault to re-up and get more yeah. guns. It was just such a funny little nod to the camera of like, yeah, this is absurd, but we're going to yeah. come back and get shotguns now because we have to have shotguns. It just was, it was very video gamey and hilarious. I thought it was very well done in that moment. And just having you make Shane be like, yeah, this okay. Go for it guys. This was strong. Strong. I like play. the, um, I like the good and the bad and the ugly callback of him, like uh, assembling the revolver. And mm-hmm. the guy walking in the room and shooting him in the head. Man, <laughs> the audience like cheered when John Wick was walking out of the room after going to town on the with the knives and he picks up the axe and throws it at the guy. Yeah. Like that it's was crazy. one of the coolest <laughs> shots I've seen in an action <laughs> movie. Uh in one of the worst ways. But uh but yeah, it really that, that one worked in my screening for sure. So so good times. Okay. Let's move on, hit that weekly recommend. Weekly All right. What you going to recommend, Brian? I'm going to recommend a movie that uh, came out last year. I know it was one of your recommends whenever you got an opportunity to see it, Kent, but it's been several months, so I'm going to re-up it. I watched Blaze recently. If I'd seen that, during oh, 2018 documentary. Nice. <laughs> obviously obviously uh would have been one of my top 10 of the year i loved it it was just such a such a good um the music was great the performance was really good and it's just i, I don't know i like those little simple kind of uh if you're gonna do a biopic i prefer that version of a biopic versus obviously the the bohemian rhapsody type uh, or possibly even the Rocketman type. I think you're at, you you can find on like Amazon or whatever. Who, do you remember what the guy's name is that who played the uh, Blaze Cole? He did a great yeah, job. Yeah, Ben Dickey. I, I know he's a, Ben Dickey. Yeah, Ben Dickey. There we go. He's great. He's Ethan Hawke directed it. Um, <laughs> and uh, man, I I music's incredible and uh, was was one of one of my favorite movies I've watched uh, watched over the last year or so. So check that out on. Uh, wherever you can uh, rent on-demand movies or something. So it's called Blaze, yeah. again. Very good. Yeah, I was an underrated one. That one Video um, update. didn't get a lot of uh, love at the time. But uh, it was only in, uh, I don't know if it was in uh, anything but very limited release. So yeah. I never really got yeah. an audience. So it's hard to get an audience yeah. when you're in two theaters. Yeah, two and a half. It's yeah. tough. Yeah. So. All right, uh, the half Richard. is weird. They, when they show half the screen, yeah, it was a half. It was a half right. theater. They show half the movie. It's half that, and then half um, yeah. Secret Life Minions. Yeah, Minions. Yeah. Actually. Minions yeah. yeah, I left at Minions. So, <laughs> all right, I was uh, like, if I could just close this left eye, I could enjoy myself. But the sound is what gets you. <laughs> Bazinga. <laughs> okay, uh, mine is, Army. Yeah, mine's a uh, podcast that wrapped up its first season today. It's the uh, Michael Lewis podcast. Nice. It's fabulous uh, against the rules, and uh, it ended with a cool interview, long form interview, kind of recapping the season. And uh, I love Michael Lewis, man. That guy's my freaking hero. I just think he's the coolest. And uh, and uh, it's about referees, about the the decline of referees in uh, American culture and the culture at large. And uh, it's just really, really smart and entertaining still, and thought provoking and moving, and all the things you would want. So, have you listened to it at all, either of you? Yeah, no. I, I listened to uh, I was listening to some of them today. I, I listened to the pilot episode yeah. of it when it and first came out. Yeah, and then I I you know as 
I always have like 50 different podcasts sure. and then kind totally. of cycle back and forth. But I listened to two or three of them today uh, while I was working and, and was, I meant to text you while I was listening. Cause I'm like, gosh, this one's, these are so good. The one on, Oh, the, the student loans and stuff yeah. just was oh making me pull yeah. my hair out. Um, yeah, but yeah, was, yeah. Oh yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Right. Right. So yeah, today they released incredible. one of him and, uh, uh, Malcolm Gladwell talking about it, uh, nice. the whole thing, because it, it's on that Gladwell Weisberg uh, uh, Pushkin Industries feed. So they kind of like recap it, and it's really smart. And he gives Gladwell the perfect amount of crap, and um, as one would want to. And and no, he's and there's no one. He is such a friendly voice. He's such a good podcaster because you're like, right? There's something. He, he's an incredible yeah. writer, and anyone's oh, yeah. read any of his books, he's a total genius at telling a story. And but just his personality when you actually get to hear him. I don't know. There's something really endearing about him. It's like, Oh, he's, he's like five years late on doing this. He should have been the yeah. first podcaster. I mean, you so, I don't know. That's what I thought the whole time. I was like, Oh, this is weirdly is he might be the best nonfiction author in the world. And that might not be the right medium for him in a weird way. I mean, these are so, he's so good at it. Yeah. He's very pleasant on mic. Yeah. I, you would, I don't. I don't know he's anything. Got that good about New Orleans. Him. Yeah, uh, he's it, a New Orleans like, guy. So totally. He's got that yeah. Happy I mean, stuff. I don't know anything about him beyond, or I didn't know anything about him beyond just his writing and stuff. But he just is very. I don't know. You could see he could easily be not pleasant on Mike. Yeah. There's lots of guys like that that are not pleasant on Mike. But he's he was the exact. Yeah. I, I I enjoy listening to him. One of the episodes I listened to today, I was like. I don't even care about the content of this episode, but I'm I'm here because I I just enjoy his hosting. Essentially, it's very good, yeah. very good. Cool, can't awesome. recommend it to you since Brian loves it too. Yeah, you'll love it. You'll love it. I'm sure. Yeah, he's man, like, I wish I could listen to more podcasts. Man, I really do. I it's so hard for me to listen to more podcasts, um, but I will. I have already subscribed to it. The Michael Lewis one. And you're talking about it. Uh, yeah, against the rules. I just hit subscribe while you're talking about it. Looks really good. Yeah, it's, it's a really important. Yeah, I didn't know he had. A, I didn't know Gladwell had a music podcast. I'm gonna have to listen to this yeah. one. Broken record. It's yeah. good. It's, it's him and Rick Rubin. So Ooh, you know, Rick, Rubin Rick Rubin's one go. of my favorite people. Yeah, uh, he's American Treasure quality. Yeah, it's him um, and Rick Rubin, and some of the artists they pick are great, and then some you're like, all right, cool. But it's good. <laughs> it's a. It's a. Uh, it's a solid. I see, he has list. a Pentatonix one, so I'm in. Yeah, that's <laughs> kind of where I was going with that. <laughs> but I know Ken's been trying to turn this podcast into an acapella group for yeah. what five years? Hey, this <laughs> five or Andy Bernard. Here comes treble. Yeah, no, this looks good. Um, good recommend. Um, I'm yeah, a big Moneyball awesome. guy, so I'm gonna have to yes, check this. Yes, you would out. love the first one's great. I mean, it'll hook you if you're a sports person. It's all about the uh, the NBA referee and how the more fair they become, the more hated they become. Yeah, and then and then it kind of takes that and and then puts that across a bunch of other different industries where we're kind of losing that neutral bystander in finance and politics and sports and everything. So it's a really good thesis. And then it's just supported. Awesome. Because it's Michael freaking Lewis and he's a genius. Okay. Uh, I'm going to recommend for my weekly recommend. I don't know if you guys have seen this show yet, but I I've been watching it and I've been cracking up at it. Um, I don't know if you've seen the series of what we do in the shadows yet on FX. King of Queens. Oh, uh, sorry. We've all seen King of Queens, Richard. You know that. Uh, what we do in the shadows is uh, 
I haven't yet. I love the movie. You guys, you guys need, yeah, you guys need to check this out. It's, uh, it, it's really, really funny. I, I was skeptical, but um, season one's actually is is funny. Um, so I can vouch for that. I don't know when you're going to be listening to this, Mam Fam, in 2025 or whatever. It's awful now, but uh, but yeah, it's it's been really funny, and it's definitely up your alley, Richard Brian, and yeah. um, y'all y'all can check it out and and let me know your thoughts. But um, super funny, some funny people involved, of course, Taika Waititi and uh, Jermaine are back involved and um beanie feldstein in the cast this time and um some of some really funny bits i mean there's this one character who's called an energy vampire and he just drains like the energy out of social situations but he doesn't look like a vampire at all so it's 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 great it's a great bit but uh yeah, check this out. It's um, what we do in the shadows. It's on FX. I think you can check it out on their app or on TV or whatever. But um, fun, um, sitcommy kind of Christopher Guest feel to it, you know. Um, and inside look at not these a fan. vampires. Not a fan. Of- I know you are not a fan of anything Christopher Guest nope. related. But uh, for those- Final Tap, garbage. Yeah. Best in show. <laughs> Literally a porta pot. The season finale, I will say, what we do in the shadows has a lot of celebrity cameos, um, and it's uh, very, very funny. Um, one of those being Tilda Swinton. Um, oh, I'm, and, a big, I'm a big fan of comedy, yeah. Tilda Swinton. Yeah, yeah, it's great. It's greatness. So, um, underrated what we do in the shadows. sense of humor about herself, Tilda Swinton, which is weird because she's so bizarre. But when she does, I think comedy Swinton is very underrated. I agree. She's low-key funny. All right, that about wraps it up for uh, Weekly Recommends for this week. And uh, be able to check those out on our social media um, later on this week. And um, as as always, reach out to us there uh, at Mad About Movies on Twitter and the like. So, Brian, where can we find you on the internet? You can find me on the Twitter, Beagle12. You can find my writing at madaboutmoviespodcast.com and the Mad About Movies Podcast newsletter, which will be out, I believe, later this week. Awesome. Uh, Rich, Richard has a piece in that as well this this month. So, Richard, where can we find you? It's about funny Tilda Swinton, the whole thing. <laughs> and you can find me at uh, Richard Barden and uh, madaboutmoviespodcast.com and apparently the Mad About Movies Podcast newsletter, which is fantastic. Uh, Kent, where can I find you? You can find me on Twitter at Kent Garrison and uh, KentGarrison.com and find us online, MadAboutMoviesPodcast.com and the VIP Club a little bit after this, in which we'll be uh, doing our AMA. I'm excited about that. Um, Leave us a voicemail at 214-308-1308 if you want to chime in and leave a comment for next week. And until then, we'll be talking Aladdin, and we'll see you at the cinema. Goodbye. Hey baby, I hear the blues are calling Tossed salads and scrambled eggs And maybe I seem a bit confused Yeah, maybe, but I've got you pegged <laughs> But I don't know what to do With those tossed salads and scrambled eggs They're calling again Scrambled eggs all over my face They're making me ya ya Silence is They're calling again.